Why am I, everybody? It's your girl, JC, here on Polly's R Us. Today, I have another guest, and you know what? It just keeps getting more exciting from here on out. But before we get started, I just want to do a quick shout-out to Big Girl Ting, all the way from Sydney, Australia. Shout-out to you, girl. Thank you so much for showing your love and support and tuning in. Um, dang, I didn't even know that uh, this podcast even reached that far, but uh, you know what? All the more better. Today, I have with me Rex Tiumalu. This this guy is no stranger to the Fire Knife Dance World. How are you doing, Rex? Doing awesome. Thank you for having me. So excited to be on the podcast. This is amazing. Dang, man. I, you know, I'm really excited that you reached out to me. So, uh, for everybody who's tuning in, Rex actually, actually was the one who reached out to me. And he was like, hey, you know what? Uh... You know, I really want to join on your podcast and I want to tell everyone about the fire knife culture, which I am so stoked about because it's definitely been on my list to like mm-hmm. talk to somebody about this. And here Rex reached out to me. So I'm so glad you reached out to me, Rex. You are, you know, uh, I've, I've seen some of your videos. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty excited that, uh, that you're on Polly's R Us. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm from Orlando, Florida, and uh, I dance for Walt Disney World. I'm a Fire Knife dancer for uh, the Festival of the Lion King show at uh, Walt Disney World. Yeah, and I'm a a multiple-time world champion, you know, and I've been trying, you know, a long time to to put the the Fire Knife out there. You know, a lot of people uh, know Samoan culture and other aspects, and I think the Fire Knife is kind of like takes a back seat to the other dances like the sasa and you know <laughs> the lapa lapa and the taupo and things like that yeah but i think i think my brother who is also a world champion fire knife dancer himself he said that i think the <laughs> the fire knife is like the the stepchild of of polynesian dances because it's he just kind of had to be a little crazy to be a part of that world and and to do that dance but right. i mean i live in orlando florida and my parents have been doing polynesian entertainment for a long time they did it at polynesian culture center and then they moved here to florida and they worked for sea world and my my mom's brothers danced for disney world as well so the, there's a big huge polynesian community here in orlando wow. uh, florida yeah so, wow you wouldn't happen to know nella would you Otuaki? yes yes I, I i know his work and i think He's he's been here to to Florida a bunch of times to do fire uh, firesides and and things like that. That's and, crazy. He was he was the first person. He was the first one to be on my podcast, and he he talked a little bit about um, you know one of his uncles having you know that entertainment business there in Florida, and it was pretty big. And now you're talking about the same thing. Are you guys related? Oh no, we're not related, but I, I think there's there's a big Tongan community over here, and okay. uh, the Wolf, the Wolf Grand Productions is is one of the most uh, the one of the original uh, Luau shows here in in Orlando, Florida, and they're still running today. The Wolf Grams have been a big part of the the growth of Polynesian community and the entertainment business in Disney, and they have their own shows in at SeaWorld as well. So That's I think his family has really paved the way for people like me to do what we love to do every day so. <laughs> that's crazy man and you know fire knife dancing that's like that's like the epitome of all Polynesian dances I swear <laughs> and almost like ev- anywhere in the world I feel like that's always gotta be like the the big finish for any Polynesian show out there um you you, you mentioned that uh, you're a 
you've been champion for like multiple times, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. What years were those? Are these all at the Polynesian Cultural Center? Yeah, so some were at the Polynesian Culture Center and some was at the Fire Knife with Samoa competition in Long Beach. So in uh, in Worlds, in the World Competition at Polynesian Culture Center, I, I won twice as world champion. I mean, three times as world champion in the junior division and in the uh, intermediate division. I'm, uh, you know, a couple of times semi-finalist in, in the world competition and then two-time senior champion in Fire Knife Samoa in Long Beach in Anaheim. Wow. So it's a so fire knife is is just in my DNA. So it's it, so it's something that I love to do. I didn't really get into competing to win at first. I just wanted to show the world, like that Orlando and that Florida, us Polynesians here, we have just as much of passion than anybody, you know, in the culture. Oh, you know, it doesn't matter where region you're from. You you can represent the culture because I can't speak Samoan. I don't, you know, anything about my culture except the dancing. You know, so that's that's what I hold close to my heart. And, you know, those championships, they're they're awesome. But if I could use those things to make people better and to bring more eyes to the culture of Samoa and things like that, I, I've done my job, you know, man, uh, man, those are those are some amazing achievements. You know, uh, congrats, uh, man. Are, so, are you Samoan, Rex? Yes, I am. Yeah. OK. Full Samoan. Yeah, but I'm, like I'm like the best of both worlds. Uh, my dad is from American Samoa, and my mom's from Samoa. So it's kind of like you you see the differences between them, and they've yeah they're <laughs> they're such a big force in my life and about bringing the Samoan culture and and showing how unique it is to us, especially living in the East Coast where there's like pretty much next to nothing. So we kind of have to be the the ambassadors of that. You know. That's cool. That's you know what. I- I'm proud of you. I mean, it's um, that I'm I'm really I'm really glad to see you know. And you mentioned that you don't you don't really speak the language, um, <laughs> but you know this is your way of showing showing the world who you are. Uh, you know about your culture, your identity. You know that um, uh, it's one of the things that we, we talked about. I think on episode two with uh, sipping cocoa blogger Ainsley Broom. Uh, you know she she's an Afakasi and she was just talking about what it's like to be an Afakasi and mm-hmm. how like you you know she doesn't really speak the language and um, but she's all for empowering women in the Pacific the Polynesian community and you are doing just the same thing I mean showcasing your talent um, it you're ma- you might as well fire <laughs> you know with all that you do and you've been all around the world um, I remember I remember I think it was a while back but there was a video that my brother had shared uh, it was it was like a fire knife dancing for some kind of circus out in Saudi Arabia was that you oh in Saudi Arabia oh no that's uh I know those are my good friends I think he's he shared the Cirque du Soleil video um, you know a lot of people that do Fire Knife you know there's a lot of great opportunities that come out of it especially with us at Disney and, and Cirque du Soleil they travel all around the world they're a world traveling circus so I think he was right. watching uh, shout out to uh, Toyone Tovo and Marcus Muti and, and the, I forgot the third guy's name sorry if you're watching this and I forgot your name but <laughs> All good, but, all yeah, good. they did a trio in Saudi Arabia for uh, for Cirque du Soleil, and I, I think, you know, that's that's just how crazy 
the fire knife world is you know you would never think there's fire knife dancing in a circus you never think there's fire knife dancing in a lion king in the lion king show of all shows you only think of it in the luau setting or you know in a salmon event but for the world to take notice of it and put it in their shows and try and make it work i think that's the the greatest blessing of being a fire knife dancer is that there's always a way of uh of doing it uh, other than just you know other than just doing it as a hobby you can find career paths in it so that's pretty that's pretty dope that's pretty amazing how old are you i'm 26 i'm i'm old in the fire knife dancing yeah, world bro, you still young. <laughs> in dancing world that's pretty old that's getting up there now you mentioned your brother your brother uh does fire knife dancing too yes my brother via via timalu jr he's uh, three-time world champion, a couple-time you know intermediate champion t- uh, twice at least, and he's like a wow. big ambassador to Fire Knife right now. He's like on TikTok, and he has so many followers. I think like two hundred fifty-seven thousand followers on TikTok, just showing people, <laughs> showing people Fire Knife and and Tayshin Drummond because Fire Knife is just a piece of what we do. You know, we right we're Tahitian drummers we're we're polynesian dancers we're not just fire knife dancers we're singers and things like that so i think what he's doing with the fire knife is different than me i think for me i'm just wanting to spread fire knife into the public eye with with things like what you're doing with podcasts and just getting behind the story i think if people see us on youtube and see us on facebook video but i want people to get to know the stories because there's so much hardship and so much craziness within the fire knife world and within the entertainment world of doing it full-time because that's our full-time job so it's kind of like it's a it's a different life so what my brother's doing he's kind of teaching people inspiring them to be better with their own lives using fire knife like teaching them mindfulness and you know teaching them that if they can control fires in their own lives they can control the fire knife as well so yeah my brother is a big inspiration to me to to continue this legacy that you know our parents built before us and he's just he's just an amazing person and talented person as well yeah wow uh that's that's pretty amazing um so when did you start uh picking up the you know when did you start spinning the fire knife oh man i started you know this is going to be late in, in late years in fire knife terms because i started fire knife dancing at eight years old and that's pretty late a lot of fire knife dancers when they're kids they start like at three or two like my brother did but i caught on a little late because this might sound hilarious but i didn't want to be a fire knife dancer at first i wanted (laughs) i wanted to be a tahitian dancer i wanted to dance because that was that was my thing as a kid but then you know i saw my brother and my my dad's a fire knife dancer too and i see them like lighting up the fire knife in front of my house and i was like you know what i think i can do it and then i did it for like six months and then competed in the, my first ever competition and I got third and I was like wow, wow. I was like you know what I I think I can do I think I can do yeah. this and then I kind of ditched Tahitian <laughs> I got you excited yeah huh? and I kind of ditched Tahitian dancing and and <laughs> went straight to fire because not not just because it was cool but it's just like you know what like I'll, I'll open up the the curtain to my life like I was you know I was going through a lot of bullying and stuff when I was a kid because I loved Polynesian arts to a fault you know like I think I knew at a young age that it was so unique and I and I wanted to embrace that because I I knew nothing else than that because I saw my parents do it and people would be like is that all you want to do but you know it I think I just held on to it because I know that was the only time when I'm on stage like I feel like I'm worth something and 
and knew that I could change someone's life, hopefully doing what I do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I had a, one of my dad's brothers, he used to do a lot of uh, fire knife dancing and his, you know, he had, he, he had two of his boys that were doing it too and <laughs> I, I know that they've done a couple of festivals out here in Utah a couple times before, but, you know, life took them into different directions and they never really stuck with it. But, you know, but you, you do fire knife dancing as a, that's part of your full-time job, right? Yep. Full-time job every day, five days a so, week. <laughs> so five days a week you're playing with fire. Five, huh? Yeah. It's playing with fire and, and spreading the culture, you know, cause I, you know, I never worked a real job. I, I've always been in the the dancing world because before Disney, you know, I danced at the Polynesian Culture Center. I danced for Tihatis. Uh, shout out to Tihatis. They're like the, they're the biggest and largest luau company in the world, especially in Hawaii and, and PCC and, and SeaWorld and Universal and things like that. So like, I've always wanted to dance. I've always wanted to try you know, making it a living. I know I can't do it for the rest of my life. I know like it's a, it's hard on the body and it's, you know, yeah. and things like, things like, like this, doing podcasts and, and, and finding new avenues for Friday night dancers to keep doing what they love to do. That's, that's what I want to do eventually is to help young Friday night dancers live the dream that I'm living now and help them, you know, push Friday night into the mainstream. Cause I think it deserves to to be in the limelight i think it deserves i think samoa deserves to be more out there in the world than than it is i think right now it's just now opening up to people um right because i mean what people people pretty much only know like what the rock the rock wayne johnson (laughs) (laughs) right that's that's pretty much it and then that's it yeah that's at least at least that's my opinion you know yeah, and that's true, but I think that's why I love what, what you're doing, and because if I, I I look around on the anchor and Spotify, there's not a lot of Polynesian podcasts out there. There's not a lot of Polynesians bringing up other Polynesians, and for us to work together and get ourselves into the world, you know, I think we're really humble people, we're really respectful yeah. people, but I think it's time for us to be like, let's teach the world what we know. Not, I mean, I'm not saying our culture is perfect, you know, but right teaching them love and hospitality like that song we are so i know i'm not i'm not a great singer but <laughs> you know shout out to jerome hey. gray here we go hey i'm with that i'm with that I, I love your passion about this because i mean that's exactly uh why i decided to do this podcast because just like you i was trying to look for um you know some polynesian podcasts where it kind of illuminated a a light on you know polynesians and there's a bunch there's a i don't know everyone but there's a bunch of polynesians all around the world that are doing great things and that are just involved in um you know really really cool professions out there we just don't really talk i mean i just don't think it's highlighted enough especially within our own community so that's what that's what made me decide to like maybe i should just start a podcast you know (laughs) just do the dang thing and um, I'm I'm really glad that you're you're a part of it, you know. And if you're if you're still looking for some podcasts, I can probably forward you some Polynesian podcasts that I found. Like there's one called uh, a couple that I listen to is uh, one called Prolific Roots. Mm-hmm. Those guys are great, and um, they do the same thing, 
you know, they, they go all over and they talk about, uh, they talk with different Polynesians in, in, in the community and, you know, they, they kind of spotlight what they do and how they become like what they are now. Almost like the, almost the same thing that I'm doing, but they're called prolific groups. <laughs> and just recently they were highlighting, um, you know, that dancer, that break dancer, Sienna. No, I have yeah. I've never seen it. I, that's why I need to be more exposed to <laughs> Yeah, so definitely check out Prolific Roots. Shout out to Prolific Roots. I love I, I listen to you guys all the time. You guys are doing a great job and I love it. When when I heard you guys uh have Sienna on there, I was like, What? You guys you guys got her on the podcast? I was like, Man, that's so dope. Yeah. So check those guys out and you also have Sorry About It podcast. <laughs> Sorry about it, just the name. Yeah. <laughs> those guys those guys are, are fun to listen to. Like shout out to Sorry About It. Sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm real glad for you know with you uh, reaching out to me because Friday night dancing, the whole world needs to know about it. And I love that you do it um, every day. I mean, I'm sure you enjoy doing yeah. it, you know doing fire knife dancing and especially out there in orlando florida mm-hmm. do you teach yes it? i do i actually have my own fire knife school where i teach uh oh, wow. skill in the art man look at you <laughs> hey you know i gotta i gotta do my part you know i i you know <laughs> have you ever seen that spider-man uh, with great responsibility comes i'm probably gonna mess that up but i'm not even gonna with great with great power comes great response there you go that was a quiz hey. that was a quiz <laughs> I got you. all right i watch i watch my part of marvel movie. yeah good thing you finished that because if nobody knew oh man <laughs> hey we got the thank network. you Don't oh worry. man <laughs> so you do teach it like do you teach um is it just kids uh teenagers like who, who do you uh, have that school for I, I teach everybody and you know what's so funny i have way more females than i do guys you know what i mean oh are you yeah, what? I, you yeah I have a lot more females than i do guys um in the school because you know you know the fire knife was wielded by a woman you know nafanua you know she welded the fire knife during battle oh, and stuff so yeah. we we got to acknowledge oh, yeah. that part of Educate, educate us, my because, brother. Educate us on where this originated. You know, from. it's you know the fire knife is is a war club. You know, us men have used it, but it was in the stories and the ancient legends. Nafanua, that was her weapon of choice. The nifaoti means the teeth, uh, the tooth of death. You know, the hook on the fire knife. She used that, and she used the fire knife to, you know, to solidify her power in Samoa. You know, and we got to realize that. You know, like. It's, it just doesn't belong to the men. It belongs to everyone. You know what I mean? And we gotta, we gotta acknowledge that, that, that in order for our culture to grow, it has to be open to everyone. You know, all my students—they're not all Polynesian kids. They're mostly Filipino and they're mostly white. You know what I mean? I only have like one or two Samoan kids in there, but like, and it's for anybody—adults, young kids. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just good to see the culture touch someone in different ways and especially some people that aren't polynesian you know the biggest debate in polynesian dance world is like should we let non-polynesians do it and i think we should because i think they're great ambassadors of the sport and of the dancing as well and as much and like as as long as they respect the culture as long as they know where it comes from and and they appreciate it i i believe anybody can do what we do just as long as they respect it and do it in a respectful way and know where it comes from and it i i feel like this culture is 
it's called Polynesia. Polynesia means many, right. means many. So we need to bring many people to our to our visions to to see what we do, and then we can exchange. That's how I feel about about Fire Knife and where it should be. And yeah, let me get off my so- well, soapbox over here. Well said. Well said. <laughs> I mean, because like even in uh, and even up to now in the World uh, Fire Knife Dance uh, Championships. You got even the Japanese, uh, the Chinese, the Koreans. You even got those guys competing. And man, the you know what I love about that is they get so creative. Oh, yeah. They get so creative with the routines that they come up with, and it's like wow! Like how did like they pull that off? Like it's that's what I love <laughs> about you know not just seeing Polynesians, but you know other other races come together and compete and they should they just get really creative and that's what's so um it, i mean it's just so cool to see and i agree with you you know as long as they they know where it came from um you know un- until they like for them to understand about the culture how it came about and to be respectful of it I got no problem, man. Yeah. Like, you go ahead and spin that. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. And, like, if you think about it, you know, there's been a Tahitian champion, and then two years ago, we had a Tongan champion. You know what I mean? Hale Mutu Fuaka. Shout out to Hale that lives in Utah. You know, like, you know, it. it's... Wait, what's his name? Hale Mutu Fuaka. Yeah, he played... I forgot what college he plays for right now. He's playing football out there in Utah. But he's a world champion as well that I've seen grow. And he's old, well, well, Tongan and Hawaiian, and he dances. You would never think he was a Tongan guy because he dances like the warrior style of Samoan warrior style. And it, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from as long as you have a hint of your routine. That's like okay, it is from Samoa. You know, a lot of us think of Fire Knife as all the baton tricks and things like that, but yeah. there is warrior basics. There is warrior moves that we have to portray in competition and. I think that's what's getting lost, and we need to bring the warriorness back to, right. you know, and that's just another other conversation, like in the technical aspect of Fire Knife. You know, I don't want to like lose the audience on <laughs> on technicalities of fire, but it's just you know. Oh no, you good, you good. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's educating us mm-hmm. because this this just educates everybody, uh, you know, about our roots. You know, and you know something to be proud about. Like maybe the next time they see somebody perform a fire knife dance, they're gonna go back to this episode and they're gonna remember what Rex talked about. Like, oh, you see that? Yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> I know what that represents. I know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you Are you in uh, Utah, by the way? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in Utah. I've been here in Utah since uh, last year, March. Oh, man. So, yeah, next month I was actually supposed to be out there and teaching a Fire Knife workshop and doing a couple of Fire Knife shows over there, but due to this due to this situation. Oh, oh yeah, this pandemic. Yeah. yeah, this just messed up everything. I was like, man, I would, because Utah, you know, it used to be legendary for Fire Knife dancers, but then for some reason there was just like time where there was, there was nothing, so I would love to go over there and try and, you know, re- you know, rekindle the flame of, of fire knife dancers over there. There's there's a lot yeah. over there, but you know, we need a we need to spread that art form because there's a lot of Tahitian groups, there's a lot of Hawaiian halals, but there needs to be, you know, a voice for the for the Polynesian for, for the Samoan performing arts, I think so. Right. It's just important. Yeah. I I'm not you know, I'm not really I'm not so familiar with the festivals that they have out here in Utah. Um, you know, I 
I'm I honestly just I honestly just dig my head into the ground with work, but um, I would like to I would like to attend a couple someday, you know. But it's kind of hard to say with this whole pandemic going on right now, yeah. and um, but you know, with with the huge Polynesian community over here, I mean, I think that would be a great idea. And you know, if ever you come over, don't don't be a stranger. You know, hit me up, and maybe we could revisit some things that we could maybe share on the podcast. Uh, I think that's a great thing that you're doing. You know, I love that you have a school that you're teaching um, everyone about the fire knife dancing. I love that you even travel the world and share your talents and showcase to everyone about the culture of Samoa. Because I think even still up to now, not a lot of people understand, uh, at least the foreigners. I, I don't feel that a lot of them really under- they grasp that understanding that the fire knife dancing originated in Samoa. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like some of them get confused that it's a Hawaiian thing or, uh, you know, things like that. And it's okay. You know, we're all Polynesia, but it, it really, mm-hmm. it's just something, it's just one of those facts yeah. that people that people should know. That Fire Knife Dancing, it's a Samoan thing. I mean, it originated from Samoa. Everyone in Polynesia is welcome to share that mm-hmm. but like you said just as long as they know where it originated from yeah. like same you can say the same thing about the haka oh yeah like, everyone gets confused that the haka is probably a Samoan thing or it's probably a, a Hawaiian thing but really people need to get it through their heads <laughs> that that's a Maori thing that came from Aotearoa people yeah. you know what I mean yeah you're right just, just another example you know you're right there's a lot of mis miscommunication and, and not a lot of education that goes into uh when we do shows and luau's and things like that i think when the when the foreigners see the luau show they just see it as face value they see right. it as a as a spectacular but it's like they disregard the facts that are in between the numbers and you just want to but i think i think that's 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 where we come in that's where like the people that are really passionate about the art go out and be like okay well after the show you can talk more about this you know what i mean like i think we have a lot of luau shows that make people laugh and stuff but we need to make like a big production like Cirque du Soleil or a Broadway show that makes people not cry but makes people emotional in a way that that it can touch them in a different way i think that's why i love ha when i performed at Polish book center and i did the hum mm. breath of life show i think that was kind of like the closest thing we could do is, is in educating and giving an emotional response to a wider audience you know so right. it's there's so many avenues we can take with what the culture and with what we're doing dancing is just one part you know there's so much there's so much we can do but i feel like dancing kind of takes the back seat of everything else sometimes but yeah. it's it's a it's like the the door the open door for everyone yeah i i would you know talking about that you know what i i would really love i don't see it so often anymore but um i don't see so much of the the sasa anymore but in uh western samoa i know when they have uh like certain festivals like say the mm-hmm. samoan day or the oh. tewila festival that's when you that's that's when i really see the sasa being performed and man they like those those guys over there in western samoa man they get so creative with the sasa routines that they come up with it's just amazing and i don't i don't see enough of that out here in the in the states or even in hawaii i mean probably only see it like maybe on samoan day
But yeah, I was just I was just talking about you know the the sasa and like I don't I don't really see enough of it. I don't really see enough of it out here in the states or even in Hawaii. I only see it like when they when the high schools gather together to celebrate some one day, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. But that's another thing that I would like to see that and the slap dance. Dance slap, yeah, I love slap. And I, uh, I think okay, man, I'm probably gonna get booed when I say this. I'm probably gonna get booed when I say this, but you know. You know, we do the salsa and the slap and, and lapa lapa here in Florida and, and like a lot of shows do. But you know, I love that we pull from modern influences, and I think that's great that we can put in the woe and the dab and things like that. Oh, but I miss like the basic moves, the original moves, and how to make that exciting. You know what I mean? Hey, but, I hey, I agree with you on that because uh, modern moves and all they're all cool and everything. But original, when you go back to the originality of it there's nothing there's nothing like it yeah there's a voice you know like i said with fire knife man like like there's a there's basics that has to be done and we have to understand those we have to realize why they're there you know i mean i'm not saying that when people do modern sasas that they don't do it i'm just saying that like we don't want to i mean for me i don't i wanted to see it oversaturated with with things because I feel like that's a when 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 other people see it like they're they don't you know they don't grow the appreciation of of the OG moves and the way things are and that's why I'm like really glad that PCC and stuff like still do it the OG way and things like that so yeah I, like I, I mean I enjoy it I love it I love laughing at it you know it's 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 a big kick you know what I mean but like but like I want to see like either a school or somebody that just like drums pounding but executing the moves the old school moves and making that exciting and not having to rely on those things to to make a great performance because you know i just i just want to see the the young generation do that just as well as they do you know the modern stuff right i love i love how you how you just said that it would be nice for them to go back to those basic moves because they don't have to rely on these modern ones just to have a you know a really great performance come out of it i like how you said that yeah and yeah it's it's you know that's exactly how i feel because i used to dance in a samoan dance group called telpoma anaya back in american samoa Mm -hmm. and um you know my instructor she she she's from western samoa but man she was she was very she was very meticulous in how we executed those dance moves, those Samoan dance moves whenever we did the Siva Samoa. Mm-hmm. And that's what my mom uh, loved about her. And that's why she had me dance in her dance group. And now when, you know, because after learning how to do the Siva Samoa, now when I see other girls do it, and when they don't do some, some moves right, mm-hmm. I just kind of cringe. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, yeah. <laughs> please. You know, I just get that. You know, I love that, you know, the, the dance and, you know, the meaning of it is beautiful and all. But when you just don't execute some of these moves correctly, you yeah. know, I just cringe. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> oh, no, man. No, 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 Yeah. I feel the same. I want to bring up something that I saw on my brother's TikTok that kind of made me mad. So... <laughs> So, you know, people, I don't think 
people realize this. The Sonic ones do a head bob as well. And you know, somebody wrote on my brother because my brother did a slap dance on his TikTok, and he did the the gengo as we call it, and but it's mm. a teki and, and Tongan, right? And somebody said, yeah. "Did you just teki and stuff like that? That's not that's not Sonic But then my brother said, "Hey, you know, we do the version of that as well. We don't apply it as much as the the Tongans do." But we that's what we adapt. We adapt from each other. We you know, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, like yeah. We yeah. do the same we we do the same dances, all those things. Like we right. we um, we share with each other, I would say. It's like we I never say I you know, people want to argue with us, you know what I mean? Like, oh this is ours, this is ours, this is you know what I mean? Like but yeah. <laughs> people don't realize like the Kailao came from Wallace and Futuna and the Bay Islands and we just kind of oh, like yeah. we kind of just like you know that we kind of just share with each other and we're, we're inspired by each other you know what i mean i don't want to yeah. to put each other down just because of a move that we all adapted you know what i mean i think people should do their homework first you know before they before they oh yeah you know, i agree yeah. it's like like i mentioned before like the haka right mm-hmm. i mean how people get confused or don't understand that it originated from the maori but you know everyone does it like everyone in the everyone in the pacific does it the tongans do it the samoans do it the hawaiians do it you know everyone like you always have rugby teams or football teams always or high schools performing some kind of haka yeah. everyone does it but at least every you know majority of everyone who does it yeah. understands that it came from new zealand yeah it it, it it the same goes for like what you mentioned how your brother you know how he was messaged about like you know like hey that's not your i mean that's ours yeah. like it's just kind of like that yeah it shouldn't be like you know what i mean but you know a, ca- a caveat to that is that my favorite dancing other than say i mean other than fire night i love tongan dancing because i worked in the tongan village at pcc because i love that culture other than my own I, I love that culture and I love dancing it. You know what I mean? So to see somebody do that, I was like, well, we should appreciate each other. We should love each other. Oh, you know what I mean? Thank you. It shouldn't be thank this is you. mine, this is yours. I think we should be like, well, I appreciate that, but you know, the Ngengo is the Samoan version of that and the Teki is the Tongan version. We love each other. We this is our this is the Polynesian thing, you know? And I think that's what I love about living in the East Coast. Because in the East Coast, us Polynesians, like we over here there's not a lot of us so we we, we you guys encourage, come together we encourage each right? other but exactly yeah and i don't want to you know i you know i i drew a love and appreciation for it and when when i went to the west coast and found out that some communities are not like not all of them like that i'm not trying to like categorize anybody, but i'm just saying that like i think we should all just know that we're here for each other and that we're here for the success of others and making each other better that's that's what's going to make our culture grow is to realize that we might be different cultures but we're the same people we're the same heart and we got to realize that thank you so much for shedding light on that because that's exactly what i want people to get through their heads <laughs> like yo okay i get it that it's yours i get it that it's tongan and i'm samoan but dude like what are you trying to do like why you gotta like we're, we should be like appreciating each other and lifting up one another. This is how Polyn- this is how Polynesia should come together. There shouldn't be any argument of that's mine, this is yours. You don't t- like you don't I don't like that. Yeah. It's 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 got to stop. 
Like it's definitely gotta stop. Yeah. And that's where you know instead of them coming up and saying like, "Yo, that's not yours. That's that's ours." They should come up and you know at least start some kind of conversation. Like you know, hey, do you understand what you just did? Like, yeah. I mean, do you understand where it came from? Rather than saying, "Dude, that's ours," and you can't do that. You know, that's gotta stop. Like it really just gotta stop. And it's what irritates me every now and then whenever I hear. Every now and then, I'll hear something about that kind of thing going on, and I'm just like, "Are you serious? Yeah. Come on now, like, yeah. this is, this is why we still have some trouble in、um, coming together. Sometimes it's because we still have some of some people that that are like that, and it's just pretty. It always goes back to the crab in the bucket kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah.、And、it's it's gotta stop. Like it's really gotta stop. I mean, we're we should all be supporting each other,、mm-hmm. and you know that's why when I see when I see the black community, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna always go back to talking about the black community because <laughs> I mean, you know that it it took that it took them a while. Like in some areas, they still be fighting each other, but for the most part, they are they are coming together so strong now in supporting each other. In businesses, in art, in all kinds of you name it, it can be whatever. But they all come together, and you know they all got this black power thing going on, and that's because they all decide to just put aside whatever it is that whatever differences they got. They all come together as one because they're strong. You're, it goes for any nation. Yeah. Any any nation or any race united together, you're stronger. Yeah. And you know. Polynesians, it, it would—it's a great sight to see whenever we do come together. And I'm not saying that there's a there's a lot of us that don't, you know, that aren't with the program. There's there's a lot of us. I mean, heck, I have a I, I have a Tongan mom. I call her mom, but she's Tongan. I'm Samoan. But oh my gosh, we—it's like it's like we we're we're definitely blood related. Yeah. And I and I love her for that. And. But it's it's that kind of mentality that's gotta stop, you know, because we really are one people.、Yeah. Whether you're Tongan, Hawaiian, Samoan, Fijian, Maori, Tahitian,、mm-hmm. we are all one people. We're all Polynesians. Yeah, I think I think we just gotta stop putting each other in boxes. You know what I mean? And just like another、that's、podcast, I, I I have my own podcast as well, the Friday Night Flight podcast, and I was doing a, a live episode with a, a legendary Tahitian drummer. And there was Cook Island drummers, you know what I mean? They play, they play on log drums, and they're like arguing on where it came from. Like, oh, it came from the Cook Islands, it came from Tahiti. I think we should just celebrate our similarities and recognize that、yes. we have differences, but our differences are showing that we're unique. And I think it goes. I think that's why I love this conversation because it it goes past dancing. It goes past culture. It just goes back to being a good person. Like, are you? It's just like, are you going to shun somebody because they're different than you? Are you going to accept it and know that like you have your differences, they have theirs, but we can come together and have a conversation? I think it's, I think it's easy for us to go on the internet and yell at each other and type mean comments and things like that. Oh yeah. But it's not easy for us to have a great conversation and understand each other's viewpoints. And I think, and just like being in the East Coast, if you think about it. I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for the way I sound, you know. Like here in the East Coast, you know, we we either either sound Hawaiian or I sound like totally white, you know what I mean? Because it's just I grew up in the South, and you know what I mean. And it's it's different,、right. you know what I mean. But I think 
other than that like i have a, such a love for the people in the culture because i i love them because it's just like we're such a small part of this earth but being that we need to make a bigger impact being how small we are in in the general in general you know what i mean we need to come from where our humble hearts are and where the love of the culture is that transcends dancing and just go out and, and be ambassadors of, of goodwill and i think that's what it's so much more than 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 music and dance and and all that we just need to find our voice so people can be inspired by us just like they do the black community and stuff like that like we need to be the influences out there for the positive. I, I agree i agree 100 with you rex uh you know uh like what you mentioned like how some i mean I, I get that you're on the east coast and you know some you'll have polynesians that'll that i'm sure you've already come across i mean especially because you don't speak the language right yeah i've been through that i'm i'm sure you've gotten some who will say what you don't you don't know how to speak someone <laughs> and you know i honestly used to be one of those people mm-hmm. that because i i was taught I was taught at a young age uh, by by my my mother especially because she was the one who spoke the language strongly in our household. Yeah. And I remember her telling telling me and my siblings, if you carry a Samoan name, you better know how to speak Samoan. And she made sure of that. Yeah. And you know, honest honest to God, I am I know I'm very fluent in the language. But I'm not as fluent as the rest of my siblings. You you hear me talk with them, and they're always they constantly keep correcting me in in my Psalm one. But I know just enough for conversation, and that's it. I'm <laughs> I'm good. But you know, it was because I'm just fortunate that she she made sure to teach us that. And it wasn't until like 2001 that we were we were forced to to learn to pick up the language because. We were now in in Samoa. English is my first language. It's not Samoan. English is my first language, and I'm the oldest out of all my siblings. So, we were forced to pick up the language because in school, nobody spoke a lick of English. Very little English was spoken by the teachers, and we were forced to, uh, you know, really, because we didn't hear enough English, we were then forced to know Samoan. Yeah. And we, at least for us we heard the language every day and that's what helped us pick it up but you know i used to be one of those people that whenever i would meet uh you know someone or a tongan out and and they don't like if i would say something in someone and they'd be like oh i, I don't i don't speak someone i would i used to be that person like what you don't speak someone <laughs> like why why and then you know i used to i used to use the word plastic and it wasn't until like Mm -hmm. i got here to utah that it changed my mindset because then i was slowly you know i was talking to my co-workers i I work with a lot of tokens Mm -hmm. and you know i would talk to them about like why does this person not know how to speak Tongan? Why does this person not know how to speak Samoan? And, you know, and they would just kind of, it was a conversation that we had in the break room and they would, they would share their feelings of how they felt, um, you know, with their kids growing up here in the States. Some of them have never been to the islands mm-hmm. and they can, they understand as parents, because as much as they can teach them the language at home, they don't hear it every day when they're outside of home. So that kind of made me 
that made me click in my head like okay that kind of does make sense because I know for me I didn't know someone until I was around people that knew no English yeah so I kind of like reversed that kind that kind of thinking and I was trying to put myself in the shoes of Islanders who are born and raised out here mm-hmm. in the states, and I'm sure there are some out in Australia and New Zealand that can say the same for themselves too. Mm-hmm. That it it they, you can't blame them. They're in an environment where they just don't hear the language every day. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you expect somebody to know the native language if they don't hear it enough and they don't speak it enough? Yeah. You have nothing but English around you, and that's all you know. And you know, some some Polynesians get um, they get judged by being like not Samoan enough, or being too white, mm-hmm. or being too black and not enough Tongan. <laughs> like, like what what is a what is a Tongan supposed to be like? What is a Samoan to, supposed to be like? I'm only half of that. Like, what do you like? And mm-hmm. I can just imagine with the struggle that the Afakasis go through because. You you don't just represent one culture. You're made up of both. Yeah. And it's got to be real challenging because I know Ainsley Broom from Sipping Coco, she talked about that. Yeah. And I just, I felt so bad because <laughs> I used to be that person that would be like so, you know, I would be such a critic to our, our polys that are born and raised out here. I'm just one of the fortunate ones that got to pick up the language. Yeah, you're you're totally right on on all of that i was just kind of making that amen phase like amen you know what I mean? and, <laughs> and i think that that comes to the point where like before the podcast started i was talking to my business partner her name is lani tuitasi and she she is the mastermind of of the mana collective uh which is a company that that she started that she that she um you know kind of opened to me on and i i'm trying to run like the entertainment aspect of, of the company which is like, and she's a Fakasi as well. And she's like, man, it, do you think the Polynesian community will accept me? Right? And things like that. But I was like, you may be half, but you have that Polynesian blood in you. And you want to do things for the Polynesian people. There's full-blooded Polynesian people that are like, that, you know, that are, I'm not saying they're not doing anything for us. But, you know, you're, you're wanting to influence them. That that part of you, of them. And, you, and it shouldn't be a part of you. It'll always be like, an influence of you because you are Samoan, you are a Polynesian, no matter if you're half or not. Like, if you want to influence the people, if you want to make a positive impact on the South Pacific and Polynesian culture, start it up. And she is just like a mastermind of, 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 of creating content for for our Polynesian people. You know what I mean? And shout out to Lani, that's like the I would say the CEO founder of that Mana Collective, that Mana Life on on Instagram, because she 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 wants to to represent the Afakasis out there that you are Polynesian, no matter if you're half or not, that is a big part of who you are. And I think, man, I love how deep, I love how deep this got because we need this. We need this kind of conversation. Oh yeah, yeah dude, we, this, uh, this is what we're here for. This is exactly what we're here for. Yeah. And I think that's where- Shout, shout out to Lani. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Lani. Yeah, shout out to Lani Tuitasi out there in California rocking it. She's, she is one of the main reasons why I started Fire Knife Life podcast and and we're, we're working on a short film right now we're working on a short oh, film what? yeah so we're, we're we already got it copyrighted or we're getting it copyrighted and, and uh we wrote and produced it and we're we're gonna start casting soon um uh, it's a i can show you like a 
like tell you a little synopsis of it because you know another issue that i like to to bring up the polynesian community i know like it's such a such a like a cringy thing to talk about sometimes but suicide you know and, and emotional problems depression you know the oh, the south yes, pacific has the yes. highest rate of that and you know and a lot of people look at us like me and my brother and all of us like we we do this for a living we work for the biggest entertainment company in the world right disney we yes. we travel all over the world but we there is depression that happens and we need to we need to address that and in this short film we address it in a way that that it's it's comfortable of course it's it's not going to be like super uncomfortable what it's going to be it's going to open the eyes of people that are, are in polynesian to look at the fire life in a different way the polynesian in a different way and the situation that all of the polynesians and non-polynesians that watch this short film can be inspired to go out there and make people happy you know what i mean it's a heavy it's heavy subject matter and things like that but life is not all uh kittens and rainbows you know what i mean we have to realize yeah. that Polynesians are the original storytellers. You know what I mean? We need yes. to get our story te- storytelling out there. We need to make Pacific stories by Pacific people. And I think that's one thing that we're working at at, at uh, Mana Collective is creating Pacific Island stories by Pacific Island people, creators, content creators, putting them all in one place and, and showing what we can do. And I think for the... And the, the working title of it is Inner Battle. You know what I mean? This the The... The short film has been in my. Rex, I am I am just loving what you're sharing right now. <laughs> really, I am. No, I'm serious. I mean, because I, it's just so crazy. Because the episode that I did just before this one that we're doing right now, I was talking with um, uh, Princess Ova'a, mm-hmm. uh, and we she she went in depth about anxiety and depression, and it's just something. oh my gosh i just love that you're bringing this up because a lot of our island i know a lot of our islanders have it i have depression my mom has depression i you know there's a bunch of us that have it but like princess mentioned a lot of them don't come out and talk about it because it's sad to say that our own people make fun of that mental illness yeah when when they do know that someone has it yeah I'm just so glad that you and Lonnie and your your team are putting together that short film because this is going to be epic because yeah. it needs to be talked about because it's just important. There's yeah. like you said there's been too many suicides. There's just been too many uh, there's been too many funerals over this. Yeah. It's because nobody it's because nobody reaches out for help and sometimes when they do they don't get the help that they need. Yeah, because they're 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 scared to reach out and i think that's that's something that i've i've learned from living here in florida is that like you know you know the polynesian culture we are we are loving people we are such a service driven people and we need to turn back that and turn it back to ourselves and i think that's what the short film is going to do it's not only just going to entertain you with the breathtaking fire knife dance because that's just that's just the fuel no pun intended of the of of the message and the message should be like you know time is our most valuable resource we have on this earth and that's something that we don't get back so what are we doing with the time that we have allotted to us are we doing it like are we spending it with the people that we love are we doing the things that we love to do and are we uplifting others you know what i mean using the culture like i said there's a bunch of champions fire knife champions out there but there's not a lot of ambassadors 
there's not a lot of ambassadors of a culture and the fire knife aspect because the Tahitian and the hula community has people going out all the time and i think i'm one of the very few that go out there and represent the fire knife world and say hey there's so much more to this dance than just seeing how cool we flip the knife there's a way that we can use it for storytelling because mm. we we get so much flack for for our dance because it doesn't really tell the story but i think it does because when you see somebody spin the knife you can automatically know who that person is in their personal life by the way they spin because it's 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 a personal dance it's individual but you just got to remember that no matter how individual your journey is there's always people there and that's i think that's what people with depression forget is that there is people there when they're you might feel alone you might feel like the world's against you but you just got to realize there is people that love you that want to help you so i think what we have to realize before watching the film before and looking internally and being like you know what i need to be better person to this person i need to reach out to my friends you know i have so many friends that i wish i could have reached out to before they pulled the trigger on themselves because i know how hard it is to be a polynesian especially a polynesian male and trying to share my feelings with with others and trying to like get out of the get out of the the slump because we have to realize we're, we're there for each other and the family the family aspect of the polynesian aspect of people that see it from the outside we need to do it back to each other we need to show each other love because i know a bunch of following people are like yeah. oh yeah polynesian is so loving and they are but we need to re re redirect that back to our own people Sorry, I'm like rambling over here, but that's how passionate I am about the thing. Oh no, you're 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 fine. You're totally fine. I I love how you're talking about this. Uh, uh, you know, just how Polynesian families. We need. I feel that Polynesians as a whole. I think everyone needs to just revisit back within the yeah. family. You know, because I feel that that's where because Polynesians are yeah. all about family. And you know we're we're all about, and the beautiful thing about the island is that every everyone, I mean, if you go anywhere in the island, you see churches everywhere. Yeah. Everyone, everyone mm-hmm. worships God. Everyone is all about mm-hmm. family. And I feel that not only does it in, does depression tie into this this subject that we're now talking about, but you also have domestic yeah. violence. You also have sexual yeah. abuse. You know, it, it's these kinds of things that we're, we're yeah. all human, but we need to come back into the family, yeah. and we need we need to sort this out because a lot of times Polynesians are the type to be like, "Oh, we gotta hush yeah. hush about this because you know it's just something we don't talk about." But how do you go to <laughs> church? How do you talk about we're all about family? when you decide to put some of these things on yeah. the hush hush so i'm glad i'm glad you yeah. brought this up because it, it does it ties into everything our culture who we are our identity it things just need to be done the right way i mean some of some of our ancestors are turning in their graves because of these you know these different evils that happen within our Polynesian community and it's got to stop and I'm all for I'm all for going yeah. against it you know all these all these different demons that are always uh, you know it, it's it's yeah. everywhere some in, in some parts of some islands that nobody has it like the, the, the internet hasn't even reached to 
the cops haven't reached you. It's those kinds of places that we like. We really need to be more aware of about this now and yeah. just stop it. And it's people like you that share the culture and who want to stop these things that really make a difference. And we need we need more people oh. like you. All these people like Ainsley Broom, Nella Otuafi, uh, Princess Alva. It's people like you guys that help the community come mm-hmm. together and we're able to crush these kinds of well, people. Thank you for saying that because I think that means a lot, by the way. You know what I mean? I just, I think we just need to s- stop ignoring our problems. We need to stop ignoring it and we need to reach out. I'm not a father. I'm not, you know what I mean? But, you know, I think as a family, you know, as we need to reach out to our kids. You know what I mean? The world is a crazier place now than it was when I was growing yes. up. So I'm saying that like I'm like a 50 year old, but I'm just saying that. You know what I mean? Like- oh no, I, I I totally get it because I feel the yeah. same way. I I totally get it. Even though we don't have kids, but hey, I got younger siblings. I got younger yeah. cousins, and just like you said, the, the world is yeah. getting crazy. I mean, who's got? We got to look out for these mm-hmm. young ones. You know, I know we're still young, but we're talking about yeah. like fifty and oh, older. But hey, it. You know, it's a beautiful thing because these kinds of things that we talk that we're talking about right now, it doesn't always have to come from the older yeah. folks. It doesn't. It just, to me, it's a beautiful thing because we're aware about it and we want to change it. We want to make a difference. It doesn't matter if we're not in our 30s yet or if we're about to. I mean, we're just looking out yeah. for our people. You're, you're right. You know what I mean. And I think we just, we just know that our as Polynesians our sole purpose is to to create and bring happiness into this world and I think we are a blessed people I'm not saying that everyone else isn't but I think our people in general are in in our our side of the world like all of the great things we need to go out in the world and portray it but also to not ignore what we are imperfect of and, and fix it and things like that within ourselves so we can be better when we teach others you know what i mean and i think that yeah that's why i'm glad that fire knife came into my life because of things like this you know if, if fire knife didn't come to my life if 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 the Samoan culture wasn't brought into me like i i wouldn't know what i would do you know what i mean i would i don't want to be another person i want to help build a legacy along with you and all the other people that have been on this podcast to build a legacy of i made a difference i made an impact on people and i think that's i don't you know, fire knife dancers and dancers, Polynesian dancers, we need to just, I think for in general, we need to start thinking about a paycheck and, and, and just like, it's fun, you know, to do, to dance. But we got to know that if we really love this culture, if we really love this art, we got to transcend it. We got to do more with it, man. We got to, we got to give back more than, more than we are. Because in, at the end of the day, this pandemic should show us that we need to be better with our time because we have no idea what if tomorrow is going to come and you know everybody isn't a fire knife dancer but people deal with flames and fire in their lives in their personal lives you know but fire knife dancers are great with a fire knife because we manipulate the flame to the point where it doesn't touch us but we always feel the heat so control your life in a way where you can still feel the heat of things but don't let the fire touch you even though some days you will get burned some days you're gonna be you want to quit and things like that but spark that flame that inspiration that you have and that motivation that you have to be better every single day and taking those steps so i think that's 
that's what I would want to put out in the world. I think, I think you uh, mentioned a, a good point right there. You know about, you know, our people to take a second and just to don't think about collecting mm-hmm. a paycheck. You know that kind of that kind of mentality. To my my say on that. If you're doing if you're doing it for the paycheck, I mean I, I get that everybody needs money. I get it. I, we all got bills to pay. But if your sole focus is just collecting that paycheck, you are doing it for the wrong mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Uh, the culture the culture is something to share. Uh, it's something to embrace and to be proud mm-hmm. about. But don't don't let your your focus always just be on the money because then then you're doing yeah. it for the wrong reasons um but to for anybody who's listening sharing your culture is, is a beautiful it. thing it, you, there, there's so there's so many ways like we got rex here uh doing fire knife dancing that's his way of sharing our culture to the world and uh, it's always it's always appreciative when we we have people sharing the culture in so many ways like we have these podcasts we have i mean we're we live in a day and age where we have the internet is at our fingertips there are so many ways where we can share about our identity and who we are we can influence people just like how our dancing and our music influences people it's there's no excuse to not be able to in this day and age of of the technology that's mm-hmm. at our fingertips. Yeah, and, and we're more easily accessible. You know what I mean? And I and I think that's why I started my podcast yes. too because you know we see a lot of like diehard dancers see these people they only see the end result. You know what I mean? They only see the the part where the big show comes on or we 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 put in our championship routines you see the end result but you don't see the backstory of them where they come from and the challenges they have to overcome and and the life lessons that we all can teach each other like the guests that are listening to this like we can sit back and listen to your story and be inspired by it and i think that's why we need to distance ourselves i mean not get any distance between us and the audience so the audience can see like if they put in the hard work like we did and and so they can aspire to be anything they want to be and i think that's what um i think that's what fire knife has done to me and what i'm so grateful for this podcast has has done for you know for our polynesian people for us to look within themselves and be like man there's so much we can be proud of who they are like i know for for a polynesian male you're either going to be a football player or you're going to be a professional wrestler or whatever but <laughs> yeah but i want to so i want to i want to show that you can make a living sharing your culture being fire knife dancer is like the coolest and craziest job in the world and you get mixed up with a bunch of crazy people but you know what i mean it's it's a business it's show business but like you get to be a warrior every single day you know with the fire knife and representing the people and i feel like my my crowding achievement wasn't on stage it wasn't in the competition it was teaching and it was telling people how great our people are and how how unique fire knife is and how it can enrich your life and how and how you can look inside yourself and like what am i passionate about why am i what am i doing like am i doing what i love to do or am i just clocking in am i just phoning it in every day and not building the potential life right. i could be I could be building for myself. You know, so 
that those are there's a those are good points you brought up because I know uh, a lot of the youth, especially mm-hmm. back in American Samoa, like a lot a lot of them. What and this this is just me. This is just me. But a lot of them, it's either football. Oh or yeah. The military. If you don't, if if you're not, if you're not wanting to do school, it's either football and, and you know you got to try to maintain that C plus grade. Or you go to yeah. the military. It's it's either or. And for me, okay, I didn't want to do school. I definitely didn't want to do mm-hmm. school. I was sick of school already. So I yeah. got to go work. And it, it's just the reality of it, you know, because there's not that many options back yeah. in American Samoa. Either you either do football or you go into the military. Military is, was considered for most uh, uh for most of the youth that is that is like their meal ticket to get off the rock and to provide for yeah. their families back yeah. home so but you know there's there's other ways there's other ways like what you're doing mm-hmm. right now dancing heck you even got a yeah. dancing school going on do they pay to, do yeah. they pay to yeah. learn yeah. That so everybody you? pays like a monthly monthly fee to to take the class and also but <laughs> I don't know. This, the, the, but that's not your. But that's, that's definitely not the main focus. Not you know, focus, I mean, though, of course we, you know, we have to keep the lights on in the studio space. That's why. Yeah. But like we, you know, but you know, they might be doing that. But I'm, I'm constantly fighting for them to do gigs here in in Orlando as a student. You know what I mean? I want them to get exposure to dancing on stage. You know how many times. I went to like downtown Orlando and things like that. Like, hey, I'm someone, and I have a fire dancing show. You kind of have to word it like that to the following people, <laughs> like so they can actually know what you're talking about. Because it's it's a weird thing to to say to people sometimes. But once they see it, well, especially yeah. on the but East once they Coast, see it, I'm yeah. like, man, I want this there. I want I want your school over here. So it's uh-huh. just kind of like I'm not. I'm not just like a fire dancer that like sits around and like just dances at, at the show and then that's it. Like I'm an active member of of the sport. Like I, I I go out to do workshops in like California and Vegas and things like that. And then I teach my own school and then building Mana Collective with Lonnie and you know building up. And I also and speaking, I love that you said that because I'm dancing with three brothers from American Samoa. Wait 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 wait. Don't tell me. Yeah, the Love are and Johnny the Love boys. And I dance boys? with them. Hey, shout out yes, to the Love are, and Johnny brothers. They are stars in the Friday Night World. Like they before me and my brother came, like they were the stars. And then we we all danced together. We were just like always battling, going at it. But now we dance with each other. But I dance with them, you know. That's so crazy. I mean, I never knew those boys personally, but. I've seen them perform, and when I was performing for uh, my dance group back at home, you know, there would be times where we would just walk yeah. right past each other so many times, and, and you know, that's crazy. And they dance. Yeah. So dance like when I'm not at when I'm not at Disney and doing all the craziness of my life, like they have a show called Polynesian Fire, where like usually I have my own group as well, so I'm, usually I'm like managing people and whatever. Like Polynesian Fire is just my break show. Like this is where I can just dance with other fire knife dancers and just jam with them and dance with them like what you said you know when somebody went up to brandon lee brandon lee's the youngest you know and uh said oh what are you doing now oh, i'm doing a, i'm fire knife dancing and somebody said oh why are you doing that why don't you just go to school or whatever but look what he's doing 
he owns they own shows in the Florida <laughs> and in South Carolina. You know what I mean? So like they, yeah, they follow hey. their dreams. You know, I, I feel like don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do. But like have people in your life that are honest with you, but don't ever listen to somebody and say you can't make a living doing Friday night. We are living proof that we can do that. And you know what I mean? Like we Boy. like if we can do it, <laughs> anybody can do it. You know what I mean? Learning Fire Knife is easy. You know what I mean? But being like being at a high level and stuff and taking it to the next level, that's what takes work. You know, so oh, it, it's like uh it's like who's uh what's his name? Mm-hmm. Hussein Bolt, you know, the 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 guy who ran track and who's a gold medalist. That guy trained for twenty years for like only only to run a few seconds Dang. in a sprint. And like, but he trained twenty years for that. That's isn't that crazy? <laughs> the time that the time that 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 you invest yeah. in your craft, mm-hmm. it's important. And like you said, I mean, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it because I feel like whenever whenever you hear those kind of words, it just gives you even more of that yeah. drive to keep it, going. That, we all have to your, fight against odds, you know, because them, like, you know, shout out to their sister Tosh too. If you guys need anything with Polynesian artistry and, and designs follow Tosh Lovatai you know what I mean and so they were just telling me because you know I had Tosh on my podcast as well like they were ridiculed for being half Samoan and half white you know what I mean but they they were representing American Samoa yeah, yeah. and putting it on their backs because the Fire Knife Dance came from American Samoa you know what I mean the Letuli family Boy, you know, yep yeah, the, they, yep, the little, yep, yeah, they the created the, family, the yep. dance that we know today. You know what I mean? And so, Lake yeah. Chief so, yep. you know, we got, we, like I said, you know, we need to be encouraging. We need to, like, know that there's, if we, man, if we just, if we just look inside and be like, you know what? No one can stop me from being, for me to be at my potential. You know what I mean? I need to reach my potential, but reach outwards. And I think that's, we need to start doing that with each other you know i don't want to keep beating a dead horse but like that if you walk away from anything in this it's just like look at you know look at your dreams and look at your passions and and anything that you left behind that still gives you some sort of fulfillment man reach for it just invest invest time in your craft to to perfect it just invest that time in your craft and it'll all be worth it whether anyone you know recognizes you or not in those early stages it doesn't matter whatever you do everyone's always watching whether they say anything or not they are always watching. i I understand that too and it's even for me like i came from like a a family that created a legacy before i came in you know because you know my mom's Purcell bloodline and my my dad you know like he was one of the original students of Freddie Lazuli and they created this legacy. so when we were oh. growing up like we kind of not a target but we kind of had eyes on us so like it, it was a lot more pressure but if you don't have any pressure man, do you boo boo because you can you can create whatever you want to create <laughs> and there's you didn't come to this earth to fail you came to this earth to make it better in your own way so yeah yeah well, yeah, well, said, well said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, all right, so we're we're gonna wrap this up in a minute, but before we do, 
I just want to ask you, uh, it's a, it's just something fun that I like to end uh, these episodes with. But who's got your? Who's back got my race? back? Yeah, who's got who's got your back? Oh, man. oh. Why are you laughing? I man? think out of all the deep <laughs> questions that we've, I mean, deep answers that we've been saying this whole night, that's a crazy answer because I'll answer it like this. You know, there was a time in my life where I felt like. I had nobody, you know what I mean? And I felt like I was, I felt like I was just pushing my wheels and things like that by myself because like, I felt like my dream was only great to me. But when I started to share it, you know, that's when I started to build a team and and started to bring people in my life. And I, I feel like the people that caught my back is of course, family, father and my family, but also Polynesian fire and my, my Disney cast and Lonnie and everybody like, I feel like everybody that's come into my life has got my back in a way because they've influenced me. And if I could make their lives better and be there for them, I think, I think there's just this, I have such a big, huge support system. And I, I can't believe I'm saying that because this is like the first time I'm kind of saying it to myself. Like I do, you know, I mean, it's been lonely to create these, these opportunities and, and, and create these dreams. Like I have so much no's before I got a yes from the visions of the, the short film and the things and there there can be that one person wow. you know to come up and be like you know what like I believe in your vision I believe in this and then like you'll always have somebody so I think that's my my answer I know probably somebody made a, a funnier answer than that but I think I'm getting too we've been doing hella philosophical <laughs> stuff over here I bet you when you call you're probably like yeah, I, wonder, I wonder what this is gonna be like but <laughs> but I think <laughs> You know, I, I think that I, I want to I want to be remembered as somebody that like wanted Polynesia in the forefront. You know what I mean? And I love Utah. I miss it. And I miss the people there. And I think I think that as a collective, we just that's what Mono Collective is. We need to we need to have each other's back now. You know, now it's the time for us to be one like we were meant to be. That's dope. I, I loved how you answered that. Um, you know, uh, you're not you're not in this alone, Rex. Uh, you know, let's let's continue to build up our Polynesian community. And I am so I'm so glad you reached out to me. You know, when you messaged me and you know you wanted you wanted to join on the podcast and share about mm-hmm. the Fire Knife life, and I thought oh, <laughs> this is just perfect. You know, this is just perfect. I, oh man, like, what other opportune time am I gonna get a chance like this to have yourself come on here and and talk about it? And we talked, we yeah. covered so much, we covered so much that I feel that this this was very insightful, and I, I feel like it's gonna be a huge impact on on our listeners. And I'm really glad that you uh, got in contact with me. So, with that being said. Thank you so much for your time, Rex. Um, I know it's pretty late. All good, on man. Your side. All good. Um, but thank you so much for sharing your your talent and your experiences on here. And and to our listeners, check out Rex on Instagram. Also check out his podcast called the Fire mm-hmm. Knife Life Podcast. Um, to, so don't forget to subscribe and tune into that podcast as well. I'm sure after tonight's uh conversation, after tonight's episode, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of 
a lot of golden things to hear about on uh, Rex's podcast. And again, you know, you kept mentioning yeah. Lonnie. Shout out to Lonnie. You know, I'm really, I'm really excited when you mention these people because <laughs> I gotta look up these people and I want to know what they're about. You know, it's all about building each other. Yeah, you know, we gotta uplift each other. And I, 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 right, I love that you. you guys are doing that. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and end this. Oh, you you have a good night, Rex. And you, you stay safe yes, during this pandemic. Take care of yourself. Thank you so Keep much. Keep it sexy, y'all. See you guys soon.